comforting classics, fresh new content, something old, something new. Join Emma and Lucy each month for a new podcast from Fan Critical. Hello and welcome to the first something old, something new episode of 2022. Woohoo! New year, Excite- new exciting times. New year, new us, new ladies. We've also got a cat in the background here, I'm afraid to say. She will not leave my side. So please welcome May to the fan critical crew. Hello, May. Uh, and that other beautiful voice there is Lucy. <laughs> Hello, May. <laughs> yes. Um, Hello, May. I'm back and I'm old. We're back, we're old, we're tired. It's January. Uh, so if you haven't listened to something old, something new before, the premise is very simple. Lucy and I get together about once a month and we talk about something old that we've watched usually an old favourite uh, or something we're re-watching uh, for various reasons and something new that we've watched, what we think about it and whether we recommend it to each other and to you, our delightful listeners. Um, so as we come into January, the first question I'm going to ask Lucy, and I don't know if this is a thing in the US or any other parts of the world, uh, are you doing dry January, Lucy? Um, my birthday is the 4th of January, um, so no. I have never done it. I will never do it. Even when I was pregnant, I didn't do it. I still had a drink on my birthday. So to answer your question, no. Are you doing it? Ugh, yes. So for those of you who don't know, dry January is when you get to the new year and you think, how can I make January more depressing? Why? Um, By not drinking for 31 days. It's a long month Uh, as well. I always... Yeah. If I'm going to give anything up, do it in February. February's here and here and it's gone. Like, that's the time to do it. I've made a fatal mistake, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because it's only halfway through the month and I already wish I could have had a drink probably at least 75% of the days. Um, but it does mean that my uh, desire to exercise is higher. That's good. Uh, because how else do you fill time? And you're not hungover. No, and uh, also what that means is I'm watching a lot more uh, movies mm. and television. Because you're not having fun. Because you can just watch more TV. I'm not having any fun. So good. So I'm watching more telly. But what that means for you, lovely listeners, is that there's a great chat to come uh, about what we've been watching of late. Um, Lucy, I'm going to start with you today. Okay. Can you please tell me something old? that you've brought to the podcast this evening? I'd love to. Um, what My something old is not old, but it's old to me in that I have seen it probably three times now. So over Christmas, it was very quiet Christmas, actually. Um, I thought that we were going to get more lockdown restrictions, so I didn't plan anything, and then we didn't. So I didn't have anything planned. Oh, no. So that I did kind of... I just ate and drank and watched stuff, which is fine. So what has now become a bit of a tradition... Because I just think it's the most cosy, lovely Sunday film. And I think every day um, in in between, like the interlull between Christmas and New Year is kind of like a nice Sunday. Like when you don't have to work and you just chilled out. Yeah. Um, and it is... It's all Sundays. Yeah, every day is Sunday, but in a good way because Monday doesn't come. Um, the film is the 2019 adaptation of uh, Louisa May Alcott's Little Women, which... Me and Emma, in the same interlull it came out, I think it was like around the 27th of December, was it? 28th, 29th? Yeah. We went and saw it in the cinema and loved it. We did. And I continue to love it. And it's now going to be a tradition that I watch it because I think last year I watched it in that period and I was on my own. I had a bit of time to myself. Aaron wasn't in. Aubrey was with my mum. I cleaned the house. Then I watched 
little women under a blanket drinking a snowball and it was bloody fantastic that was the best christmas Lace, gift. that that is absolute genius and that film we had a lovely time we had we a lovely tiny, time tiny little cinema we took snacks it was you'd bake you baked cookies yep it was i so did yeah quiet. i made my biscuits london was dead but still christmassy oh i have very fond memories of the film and that event so i just love it still so, for anyone who hasn't seen Little Women, Lucy, can you tell us a bit about the film or the new adaptation and the cast? Because I think that was what drew us in, Def- really, wasn't definitely. it? Definitely. So, uh, it's directed by Greta Gerwig. Um, it's a good ad- adaptation. Now, I actually recently, I don't know what you're like at home or you, Emma, I, I struggle getting to sleep. So, we listen to audiobooks. And um, have you ever listened to the podcast Criminal? I'm, I love Criminal. I'm Phoebe, Phoebe Judge. Judge. This. It's I'm Phoebe she has the nicest voice. And, this is criminal. and sort of last, not last year, the year before now, I guess, um, when I had a newborn, we listened to Phoebe Reads a Mystery, which is another one of her non-criminal podcasts. I loved it. Yes. So she did so many, but she's gone on to not mysteries and she does Little Women. She reads it. Oh, has so she So we've done... been listening to I it. I miss that. It is because, so um, nice. I don't think I've read it. I don't really listen to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts at night, which is probably why I have terrible dreams because I listen to podcast about murder um I, that sounds like a delightful it's so like her voice is lovely and the book is very cozy comforting nostalgic i'm not sure if i've read the book but i feel like i have now from listening to it but my point in bringing that up was that um greta gerwig's adaptation plays with the chronology of the story which is really effective um and it's not something that you normally see in these adaptations and didn't necessarily have to be done but I do think it really adds something when you see for example Amy in Paris and then you see previously Joe wanting to go to Paris with Aunt Marge and you kind of think how's that happened or you see her friendship with Laurie and uh, Timothy Chalamet I just oh, he's so good I just love him so good. I can see why the gays and the girls all love him because he's just on screen he's very char- he has a real charming presence but an intensity and I just think why did Joe turn him down? Joe, why? And then she's like, why, Joe? she says that she wonders if he will ask her again. And she thinks she's a yes. I'm like, oh, this is really tragic. But it's it's just great. And talking about the cast, um, you've got Saoirse Ronan. Have I said that right? Saoirse. 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 Saoirse, like inertia. I heard her say that once on... Okay. Um, Saoirse. Apologies. Graham Norton. Um, Florence Pugh, my girl. Absolutely adore her. Emma, Emma Watson, who cannot stand up to them too. She is just not a good actress. She looks nice, which is good for me. It's a shame, isn't it? Because she is really wooden. Her accent and actually- goes midway through the film. She just gives up trying to do like a Massachusetts sort of turn of the century accent. Yeah. She's not a good actress. Poor Emma Watson. And she's also... She's more interested in the environment yeah. and gender rights. Well, good. stick to that because she just... On her, I mean, even I think her husband's what's his name, the actor. Is she married? No, in the film, sorry, Meg's husband. Oh, uh, James Norton. He's another English actor. Even her yes. scenes of him, I'm like, you just you can't stand up to these people. And like, yeah, you've got Saoirse, Saoirse, Ronan, and Florence Pugh like tearing up the screen. Your mum's Laura Dern. Like, you can't stand up to it. Um, oh, and Laura Dern. Like, she's she so good fact- as Marmy. Oh, I love it. 
the whole cast actually of Little Women are apart from Emma Watson, and I'm sorry, Emma Watson, if you listen. She's to fine her, because she's just she's just pretty and and that she is pretty, so that yeah. works. Oh yeah, she's she just is. nowhere near but as the good. whole cast. It's a cast of really um, adaptable and uh, changeable actors. So you think about Timothy Chalamet, right? So we've seen him uh, at the cinema together. In we Little love Women. him. Uh, Call Me By Your Saw Name. Saw that as well. Very different film. Um, I've just seen him in June. Totally different film. Um, we I watched him in uh, The King with... Um, now I can't remember <laughs> the other guy's name. Uh, with some dude. Cool. Uh, which is on Netflix. It's very good. Worth a watch. And then you think, so Laura Dern. I mean, do you remember her in Marriage Story? Like, I mean, she's been so many different things. So she's so good. She Did you ever um, watch Big Little Lies? No, I you never definitely did. should, and she is fantastic in that. She's just, and she really adds a depth to the character because in the book, she is very like angelic, perfect mum, because mm. that's how they yep. all see her. Um, and in this, there's a bit more grit to her without losing her patience. And I know, obviously, if you've seen Friends, I know Emma, you haven't. You know, spoiler warning now. Well, I mean, I have. Spoiler you, warning. You can't escape Friends now for Little Women. When Beth dies, oh my god. It made, I was crying oh. for ages. Even when I rewatched it, I was like, the way they do it is just so moving. And you really care about these girls. And I just, the setting, the scenery, the outfits, everything is perfect. I love it. Yeah, totally. And it's and then even you think about Florence Pugh. I she's love so her. good. Because Amy is so an I, absolute dick. And like canonically in the book but you still love everybody her hates because Amy, of the way florence plays it but she like really so brings good. her out into an actual three-dimensional character not just the youngest one who's a bit of a dick and is spoiled like i mean she still is a bit she big. is and some of the stuff she does you're like oh god but yeah somehow i'm like i still like you like well done that- also when you think about like the vers- versatility that's what i was looking for earlier um, of the cast in this, right? So Florence Pugh, I've just been watching in well, Black Widow last year, and then in um, Hawkeye. Spoiler. Does she? Shit, does she pop warning. up? Oh god, I haven't even seen Black Widow oh. yet. I am behind. Oh, Black Widow is uh, look okay. It's not the best Marvel film ever, but it's fun. I thought it was fun, and she is excellent. In it. She is hilarious. Right, I'm going like, to watch that pan funny tomorrow night. Just because Aaron is just out. for Florence Pugh. Yeah, obviously. Genuinely, like just for that, she is. She's the best part of Black Widow. I've I've got to say, she totally is. Um, yeah. I mean, what a, I was just thinking. Can you imagine if we brought this up on a podcast with the lads? I reckon like Lem would have watched it and would have loved it and would like love the art direction. I think Megan may have made Gaz watch it and he would have enjoyed it. I don't know if John would go near it, but maybe he would. I think. I don't think he would. Maybe we'll ask him. It's so good. We'll see. If, if they ever listen to our podcast, they can tell well, us. Oh, yeah. This is the test. We all listen to all each other's podcasts. Yeah, all definitely. Time. Oh, I might do that. So um, Joe is on nights tonight and tomorrow. So maybe tomorrow night, my Friday night film will be Little Yeah. Women. Oh, it's honestly, I felt so happy at the end. I was like, although it's obviously there's sadness in it. I just felt like, yeah, this is the most wholesome and nourishing, comforting film. And I'm going to watch it every Sometimes. year, every Christmas because it's gorgeous and it is it does have a bit of a christmas in it is it a christmas film i don't know but christmas features i think there's a christmas tree in it there is they have a christmas and they take all their christmas breakfast to the poor people the poor family in the woods and they don't want to yeah, <laughs> they're like they no yeah that all bad yeah it's really sad but it's just oh, fantastic sad again. i know it really did affect me and i don't even have sisters but i was like <sighs> 
this is just really upsetting the way they've done it. Shersh as a performance. It's just, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Oh, she is, she is absolutely unreal in that film. Like, the talent in that girl is insane. I call her a girl. I mean, she's probably about our age. No, she's my age. <laughs> she's a young person. She's young. We're not that far off each other, Luce. Um, Maybe she is a bit younger than us, but she's like she's not a girl anymore. She has got talent in buckets, yeah, and always has, and always she? has. Like, like from Atonement when mm. she was like thirteen, it's always been there. And I'm glad that she's kind of made it because she's really, really like very interesting to look at and very memorable. And I, yeah, I just think I rate her very highly. So that film is just great. I just love it. I would watch it again, like on, like on Sunday if I was given the chance. I just think it's, it's well. I mean, lovely. You, you can do what you like, Lucy. If you want to watch it again on Sunday, you can. Yeah. When do we ever have time uh, to to get all these things? And how do we do this? Uh, I don't know. Um, thank you, Lucy. That's all right. That's so. That's it's not old, as in time wise, but I have seen it several times, so it's like old, 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 old to me. Yeah, I love it. A classic now. It, it classic, is a classic. A tradition. Yes, one hundred percent. So next year for Christmas, or this year for Christmas movie special, as is tradition, we'll both have to watch Little Women again. Definitely. Sign me right up. I am in. Um, I'm going to go with my something new next, Lucy. Okay. Tradition. Uh, as is tradition. Uh, is that the way we always go? I don't something know. old, something new, uh, kind of, I think it, we don't <laughs> always do it, but it would be better if we did because it just works with the title. If only we were prepared and organised, Lucy. Um, great, very prepared, thank you. Super prepared, got notes. Here, aren't I? I'm here. Uh, so, I don't know if you've seen this, because we don't compare older news before we podcast. No, we don't. Because we love the surprise. Um, so, I recently watched Harlan Coben's Stay Close. Someone meant, well, when I was getting my nails done, they mentioned this show. I had never heard of it. Right. They recommended it. So, there's... There's been a couple of adaptations uh, on Netflix. So we had The Stranger. That was batshit crazy. But I loved it. It was fun, it. but it was that um, was just before lockdown, wasn't it? That was yeah, like in, and, the, in the build-up. And then you had Safe with Michael C. Hall and then a load of like really random people that you'd recognise from loads of stuff. Anyway, so this particular adaptation is... So it stars James Nesbitt. Okay. Who I really rate in like a thriller drama. Um, this series, I think it's eight episodes. It has twists, it has turns, it has surprises. It has one very incongruous musical number. What? I thought I was on acid. Um, it is genius. I did not see it coming until I think the last episode, maybe about 20 minutes before the twist, right? And I, So I've never read any Harlan Coben, but... I think I should because I love every adaptation that has ever. You've never come read out any. I think even I've read no. some. No. Well, maybe I have. I've never read any of these. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. the The quality um, of the filming, the cast, like wardrobe, you'd be surprised. Um, my absolute favorite random star of this show is Eddie Izzard. Wow. So, James Nesbitt, Eddie Izzard, Sarah Lancashire. Oh, she's great. Say no yeah, more. I mean, she's bloody brilliant. You can't, brilliant. can't falter, can you? Nope. And um, 
Kush Jumbo. Oh, who's yeah. been in a few things. Very good. I really rate her. I think she's really good. So the, the, basically the premise is like, a guy goes missing on the anniversary of when some other bloke went missing 17 years ago. And James Nesbitt's like, there must be a connection. How would you even know that? Um, oh, because he's obsessed with the case. Obviously, he's a policeman. Okay, um, fair. <laughs> that makes a bit more sense. Uh, yeah, I should, should have prefaced that, shouldn't I? <laughs> he's a policeman and he is obsessed with this case and now he's convinced that there is a link. Um, and then as you go through the series, lots of other very strange things happen. Um, and I actually don't want to give anything away because I want you to watch it. I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, but it was, it's because of COVID, um, we haven't really had a lot of new telly. Not as uh, much as we probably should have. No. So it, it was nice to see something like that wasn't a three-parter or a movie that was a bit shit um i'm not going to name drop anything eternals um oh is it not good actually wait, oh. the reviews weren't very good but i'm just completely First out of the she- marvel loop i haven't seen i haven't seen one probably since i'd prioritize black War. widow yeah i'm gonna watch that tomorrow are we um at first 40 minutes quite shit the, it got better Okay. when you let go of it being shit. Gemma <laughs> Chan, awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so I, I highly recommend So Close. I think it's um, it's really slick. It's a bit different. It's got a great twist to it. The cast is, it's kind of that cast where you look at people and you go, oh, I remember you from something. Mm. Is, it, is it Heartbeat from the 90s? <laughs> or could it be an episode of CSI Las Vegas? I don't know. Um, it's yeah, really interesting, and uh, I think James Nesbitt has had a bit of a comeback. So, if uh, listeners, if you don't know who James Nesbitt is, uh, in the nineties there was a, a, a British sit- sitcom called Cold Feet. That's it had he... Emily from Friends in it. Oh, there you go. It had Emily from Friends in it. That's what you might know uh, it from. Friend, non, non- Friends again. Um, all young people who don't know who James Nesbitt is. He also, I'm pretty sure, he did a couple of. Um, uh, crime series with um, uh, he was in what's his name was it him oh it was so good The Missing did you watch that yeah with Ken Stott that's Jesus. the one I'm thinking of that was so good harrowing. and they did two seasons of that I didn't watch the other one oh he so he's excellent because the first one had Ken Stott who used to play Rebus but is also in Lord of the Rings no he's not he's in no he's in The Hobbit that's what I meant Oh, God. I'm like, excuse me, it's not Lord Fuck of the Rings. Me. Get it right. Lord of the Ringsies. The <laughs> Hobbitsies. Um, yeah, sorry, The Hobbit. How embarrassing. I don't think I needed uh, to be quite so. He's not in that. I could have just corrected you. He's not in Or that just let one. it go. But it's Lord of the um, Rings. But yeah, so I haven't... He, he seems to be making a bit of a name for himself in gritty thrillers, James Nesbitt. And actually, do you know what? He's very good. The, the thing about this new series is that it's got a bit of levity to it as well. So it's not all doom and gloom and dead people. I mean, the twist at the end. Well, now I know there's a twist. Grim. Obviously, there's a twist. Well, is it obvious? I mean, my nail, my nail technician sold it to me by saying the episodes are only about 40 minutes long. Is that correct? Oh, and that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm... That as well. The thing is with us at the moment, I think I mentioned this a few, well, whenever, a few episodes ago, quite a while ago, maybe. We are watching The Wire. So we're now on season three. So that's all engulfing. Like 
Maybe at the weekend we could watch something different, but really our weeknights are taken up with watching The Wire. Yeah, but you could probably only watch a two or three parser, couldn't you? Because you can't watch eight episodes while you're in the middle of The Wire. No, not really. Um, That's just too distracting. We did have a break over Christmas and we watched some Christmas stuff, uh, whatever was on. But yeah, that's why these new series, we haven't really. We did have a break. Um, and what did we watch? Oh, I can't even remember. So, But yeah, so um, maybe once we finish season three, we'll, we'll have another like palate cleanser and watch this mad thing. Is it as mad as The Stranger? Because I thought that was a bit stupid. No, no, it's not. It makes much more sense. Okay, yeah, because that actually made it's no sense. It's much more... There was just... So I'll put it this way. I think it's like episode three or episode four. You've been introduced in the episode prior to that to... Uh, two characters who are very interesting um and there are you know moments of levity but mostly it's just really grim and i love that yeah i'm i'm well when we get onto my something new i know that's your something new i don't know if you want to do your something old or should i just buck the trend oh, no. and do my something new do you something new lucy okay. no one needs to listen to me for any longer than 10 minutes at a time no i mean i just mean it because you were saying grim and i you know the wire can be pretty grim so when I'm not doing watching The Wire, I've started watching something that's the opposite, that is just light and dumb and fun and looks good and is just easy to watch. And that is Emily in Paris, which everyone was watching. It oh. got very badly slated. And I kind of think, eh, like, it's not high art. It's not The Wire, but I don't think it deserved to be quite as panned for being sort of offensive and culturally inappropriate and stuff like that i think it's a bit over the top um i've actually only watched three episodes though but when i say something that counts that is it really at least 90 minutes which it's actually well yeah it's like 20 they're like 25 minute episodes again um but it's lily collins daughter of phil they do not look alike she's very attractive she's very thank god she doesn't look like phil collins she's very very beautiful voice very talented man not pretty good on drums no he doesn't she doesn't anything like him you couldn't ever tell that they were related um so she plays the titular emily who i can't even remember why and i only started watching it a couple of days ago goes to paris to help out at some marketing firm with her american ideas she doesn't speak english no sorry she doesn't speak paris she doesn't speak paris she doesn't speak French. I was, I was going to say Parisian. <laughs> Shut up. Um, she doesn't speak French. They hate it, which I think is very, you know, believable. The French don't like it when you don't speak French, and when no, and when you try, don't. they like it even less because they think, "Why are you being so shit?" That's my experience. Bonjour, bonjour, Savas. Oué la piscine. Um, so she goes there. Uh, she has a boyfriend that that kind of ends, and there is a very hot neighbor. And a lot of the time, I mean, this show is. I believe created by the same guy that created Sex and the Sea. It's not as, okay. as smart and kind of controversial as that was when it first came out, but it is that kind of sense of fun and the scenery. Like, oh god, Paris looks amazing. I want to book a trip. But a lot of the time, you've been to Paris, haven't you? Yes, loads of times. But you, it's always a good idea, as they say. You can never, you can never go too many times. No. Um, Watching Sex in the City, I don't think it was ever a time where I thought any of the guys were attractive. I was always like, this is this guy, Samantha? This is who you want to fuck? He's rank. But her neighbour in this show is, is very attractive. And he's actually French. There's a lot of actual French actors in it. Yeah. So if you want to just be brain dead for a time and just see a chirpy girl 
with nice hair. Um, she has lovely hair, doesn't very she? Very nice hair. You know, we've got to give her her dues. Very Snow White looking. Um, bowling around Paris, hot neighbour. She can't speak French. It's all very hilarious. Um, yeah. Is it actually funny? Not funny. I like, I mean, did, have you physically laughed out loud at it? Because if you have, I might try it. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, it's trying to be funny, but I'm not laughing. It's more just kind of, you know, her just misadventures in Paris and the culture clash between Americans and the French. So I wouldn't say it's like hilarious. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's meant to be a comedy, like comedy, comedy. It's just like, yeah, some funny-ish bits. But no, I couldn't say I've laughed out loud. I have to say, I think that what we're missing in the world at the moment is just a bit of levity. Yeah, that's it. It's like, oh, I don't, this is, this means nothing. And I don't even know what she does. I've already forgotten, but it's fine. And apparently I read somewhere that it's been designed quite sort of sinisterly by Netflix to be a show that you can watch and miss episodes and not miss anything. So you can have it on, it's a background show and it's been designed to be very like easygoing and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the fact they have French actors, even if I'm like, oh, that's decent because a lot of the time they'll just have uh, people uh, speaking like this uh, to do an uh, accent. But they've which you know, got... you want to want to talk about cultural appropriation and, and casual racism, then that probably would be it. Yes, it? and you know, a lot of shows have done that. Um, but yeah, they've actually got French actors and shot on location. It's just diverting, and there's another series, so I think I'll continue. It's one of those when when I'm alone and. You know, I can't watch The Wire. I'll just watch something completely like brain dead and brain rotting and enjoy I it. I love how that's your choice. And um, this is a slight diversion. Uh, but my my latest, I'm on my own, I want something to go a bit brain dead to, is a really terrible Netflix series called My Lover, My Killer. What? Um, <laughs> it's so bad, Lucy. It's almost as bad as Countdown to Murder on Channel 5, which is really awful. Uh, so maybe Countdown I need to... Countdown to Murder. Yeah, maybe I need some, you know, Parisian fashion and Americans not... not or an, an American girl, I'm not being overly generic, not being able to speak French in Paris. Maybe that is the joy I need in I would life. give it a go and, you know, if you don't like it, it's 25 minutes of your life. It's not going to affect it's you too It's not going to change anything, is it? Not really. I have to say... Like, good on Netflix because, um, A, well, I bet they've made an absolute bomb. Oh, yeah. During locked, Ooh, during COVID. Yeah. Um, just in general. And also, they're delivering us with fantastic content from the likes of Emily in Paris to a Harlan Coburn adaptation. Um, and, you know, absolute gems like My Love and My Killer. We're not sponsored by Netflix, but I wish we were. Oh, yes. <laughs> I genuinely one, wish we were. One day. And they've introduced a new category on Netflix, uh, films under 90 minutes. Just for you and me, Lucy, I believe. Just for you and me. Um, Would you like to hear my something old? I'd love it. I think you're going to love this. So in anticipation of the release of the new and I think final series, Joe and I have been re-watching... Peaky Blinders. Ah, by order of the Peaky fucking Blinders. That is not the best accent, but it's passable. <laughs> it wasn't the worst. It's quite brummy, but none of them sound like that because none of them are brummy. But right, so if you've not, 
If you've not ever seen Peaky Blinders... Don't let uh, my impression Peaky... put you off, because it is quite good. Oh, it's it's better than the impression. I loved it, but, you know, I've seen it. Um, it is a show set in, what was it, start 19... It's 19, post, I think. Post-First uh, World War, yeah. Yeah. Into uh, the 20s. So early, early 20s, um, Birmingham gangsters who go around with razor blades in their caps killing people. Um, now, I'm not selling this very well, am I? Uh, <clears throat> however, it is so amazingly styled and it's violent and it's fun and the soundtrack is so yeah. good. I think that's one of the things I didn't appreciate Nick enough Cave. the first time round. Yes. So good. Um and you just like going back and watching it because you know what's going to happen. What I really love about it is picking up on little things that you've forgotten about or you didn't notice the first time. But also the soundtrack, like all of the all of the music in it is like epic. And it's all styled slightly differently. It's a bit it's a bit heavy. It's almost a bit like bassy rocky um kind of violent on your ears type thing but but really good and you've got such an incredible cast um like Killian Murphy Killian Cillian Killian um never did I think I'd find him attractive Jesus Christ he how hot is that man too hot as Tommy Shelby like how can a haircut and a flat cap make you look that good I've no idea because he's just like a weird girl before like obviously yes pretty but weird but not but not though not like you know just just odd i only really remember him from red eye he was i don't really remember seeing him in anything else he was in like inception he was in any lots of christopher nolan stuff he's been in a few bits but this is his like big but it's only this is his like breakout best role ever and yeah, who knew a flat cap and a haircut and, you know... His face the, is the, the, insane. The glint, the glint of potential violence in the eye could be quite so sexy. But also, he is an excellent actor in this. He holds that show so well. His um, chemistry with all of the other members of the cast is so cool. Like, And actually, most of the cast aren't really very well-known actors, except for... Tom Hardy? When he comes into oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So for anyone who is a lover of Tom Hardy, which is everyone in the whole world, uh, Tom Hardy appears in like season two or season three of Peaky Blinders um, as like a Jewish gangster. A very Cockney Jewish gangster. A very violent Cockney, not very Jewish Jewish gangster. Uh, and it is both hilarious and weirdly sexy. <laughs> but you know who I hate in it? And I'm like... I wish this could be scrubbed from the records. Can you guess who I'm going to say? Mm, maybe. Do you want to give it a guess? Is it? Mm, no. Go, tell me. Adrian Brody and his terrible Cod oh, Don yeah. Corleone Italian accent. Honestly, he's terrible. That whole season is ruined by his presence. He is so he's shit. so shit. Why is he in it? Why is he doing that voice? Why is he doing that voice? Uh, we're Italian. I'm going to kill you. He's more like that. He's Stop. trying to be like... Stop. Don't go. Stop. But that's actually good. Stop in complaining about the food. Hell, <laughs> Scott. We're going to kill them all. <laughs> it's fucking awful. I hate him. 
It's, you are right. Don't hate say him. That. However, that is terrible and very off-putting performance. Like, it's rare that a performance will take you out of a show and you're like, what the fuck is this? He's awful. That's the season we're watching at the moment. It's terrible. Um, I, it is really bad. It's really, I really bad. I do think, like, Peaky Blinds is a good show, but the quality does vary a lot season to season, I think. Like, that season's dross. Um, don't particularly like the Russian one either. Uh, oh, the Russian one's weird. What, well, oh, what are the other no, this ones? Is the, one, the one with, um, yeah, with uh, little Tom Hardy. What's his name in it? Archie Cotton or something like that. Are we talk- You sound like you're talking about EastEnders. Is that like Dot's long-lost Cockney Jewish son? Oh, maybe Cotton. I'm just thinking of the East End. It's Archie, though, isn't it? Alfie? Mm, you're watching it. You tell me. I don't know. I mean, I'm currently watching Adrian Brody. Oh, oh come on. Eat the scum. Come on, Tommy. Uh, you're go- killing me here. What are gonna do? <laughs> the guys That's can not going to be nice. What the fuck is wrong? To. What are they doing? Name Adrian Brody, because he's shite yeah. in this. Poor, totally poor. I've got to say though, and there is one, there is one member of the cast of Peaky Blinders, uh, and I don't know how this show will survive without her. Oh. Helen McCrory is, without a doubt, one of was is rest her soul, and still is one of the best actresses ever to grace our screen. I saw her um, doing the first lockdown in some national theatre live performances. She's unreal. Um, But in Peaky Blinders as Paul, she she is unbelievably good. And I have no idea how that show will go on without her. She was filming, I I think, wasn't she? She was filming. So I guess they're going to just have to write her out. I don't know. It's hideous. It's It's awful. It's funny. In hindsight, as the show goes on, you can see her getting sicker in the last couple of she seasons. She gets very skinny. Yeah, and it's really... But she, I mean, she is... Oh, essentially, she's like the um, stereotypical matriarchal figure to an extent within the Shelby family, isn't she? And um, she's just really cool. Like when she, um, when you were introduced to Abraham Gold. Oh, yeah, Littlefinger. Also popped yeah. up in the wire. Um, uh, Aidan Gillen, say, his real name. I was about to say Peter Dinklage. He's not in Peaky no, Blinders. Not yet. Uh, be hilarious if he was. Though. He might turn up. Another gangster. Who knows? Um, that I mean, the two of them together are unbelievably good. And I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it kind of close itself off. But it's going to um, be awful without her because she was such a central part of it um, in the show, like as a character, but just her performance and... Yeah, the the thought of it, her being written out, it's just going to be awful. It's going to be really sad. There are only really two major deaths in the show. Yes. Uh, yes. Surprisingly. You know who I wish did die? Who I hate? Arthur. Sort oh, your no, fucking I life out. I hate Arthur's wife. No. Arthur's wife is the worst. No, Arthur's I like the worst. Arthur. He's so violent. He's horrible. I was wishing to you know wish that? that he'd die. Like every episode, I'm like, is he going to die? No, I hate him. Is he going to die in this one? Is he going to die in this like, one? Beat that kid um, to death. Like, I hate you. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty awful. Did you, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that the actors that play Arthur and John are brothers in real life. It's not Arthur. It's Michael and John. Oh, is it Michael and John? John's not in it anymore, is he? John? Mm, not a great accent. It's John and Michael. Uh, so Polly's son, Michael. 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, spoiler for everyone who's never watched Peaky Blinders. If you've not watched a show, um, I'm not sure that it's an accurate depiction of Birmingham in the 1920s. I hope it is. But they were a real and- gang. The Peaky Blinders. Yeah, they were. It's None of them look like Killian Murphy because I've seen pictures of of them like from their mugshots. No, I definitely don't. But it has got. I mean, it's got everything, hasn't it? It's got violence. It's got drugs. It's got booze. It's got alcohol. Got you know, sex workers. Post traumatic stress. Uh, from PT. Yep. Yeah, PTSD. Uh, it's got communism. Yeah, I love a bit uh, of the communism and uh, e- equal pay, women's rights. Fascism is coming into it. Oswald Mosley. Yeah. Oh, Mosley. And that uh, that's so clever. Like, just the whole thing. It's genius. Um, Churchill. Yeah, it's got everything. Russians. Yep. Terrible Italians. Italians. So it deals with immigration because the Chinese are in it, aren't they? There's some Chinese yep. people. Um, it covers all, all your major, all your major topics. Yeah. Learn about history. Illegitimate children. Like Paul, yep. Polly's child coming back. Adoption. Yeah. Um, Gets into it, for sure. Yeah. The The railroads. Factory life, <laughs> the railroads. God, you sort of clutching at straws now. I feel like what we were talking about was fairly like interesting, but now the canal, really, yeah, travel, they are travelers. Interesting. That stuff's quite interesting. Yeah, as well. travelers. Well, and they are travelers. Uh, they have like very interesting traveler blood, don't they? I think the, they do the, indeed. Uh, Shelby's, they do indeed. Shelby's. Uh, I highly recommend it. And actually, if you're looking for something to um, warm. Your winter nights, it's not that anyone. Warming, I wouldn't say, but it is good. It's warming, and you know, it'll get your blood up with fear, probably. Um, anger at some of the accents. The, anger at the uh, Turbo Italian accents. Oh. Um, you know, maybe get your blood up with um, desire. Yes, uh, Thomas Shelby. I think everyone fancies him. Man, woman, child. Yep, he just got the lot, the base. And you've got Tom Hardy. It's genius. And actually, do you know what? I'm really enjoying rewatching it because it's one of those things where you've seen it before. You don't have to really pay attention to everything. But if you want to sit and watch three hours of it in a row, you can. Mm. Like, it's nice. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the next season. I'm very excited. Do you know when it comes um, out? Can you tell us? I mean, I can... Can you find I, out? I can try. I can try. Uh, season six... Peaky Blinders comes out sometime in 2022. Lovely and vague. Yep. Thanks, BBC. So that's all I've got. So yeah, it's, B- I've got. it's BBC, isn't it? I um, don't know if you can. Is it on I Netflix? I think spring. I'm going to hope for spring. Can you watch the other seasons on Netflix? Yep. There you go, people. Get on there. Watch on the net- Netflix or the BBC iPlayer. They don't call it the BBC iPlayer, but I do. I'm British. What else can you ask for? Um. Yeah. So that that is my that's my something old, and it's um weirdly comforting. Yeah, I kind of I um, think period dramas are always comforting. It doesn't really matter what period it is. I think maybe fact, if it was our... like the Black Plague, it wouldn't be that comforting. But generally, the past seems like a nostalgic and comforting place. And both of us have picked a period piece for our something old this week. Yeah. They're not even that old interesting no well i mean they're set old yes but the the shows themselves <laughs> shows and films are not too too old not often that i watch something that i've re- that i've watched before um so it's been quite nice mm. it's good i think when a new season comes out i i'd like to be able to do that but i don't always get the time if a season a show that you really like is coming back with a new season like you don't watch succession do you 
No, and I keep meaning to, Lucy. Idiot. You need to watch it. But um, I wanted to rewatch the other seasons, but you know, didn't get around to it. But it would have helped, I think. I don't really know how I have time, to be honest. You find it for the Shelbys. Well, you know, if I can't go out and have a life, so, you know, dry jangling. I mean, you can, well you can, just don't drink. I know that seems weird. It's like, what? That's not fun. Why would yeah, I ever do that? Just stay home. I don't have to put jeans on then. Yeah. See, that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. Um, I'm going to add a little something to the end of our podcast today, Lucy. Is that anything coming up that you are very much looking forward to? New series, new film? Yes. Um, there is a BBC Three sort of romantic comedy show called Love Struck. Did you watch the first season? Oh, no. Oh, it was really good. Um, It's a Kiwi, so a New Zealand uh, comedian called Rose Matafeo. And she did a show um, about sort of a one night stand she has with a movie star. It sounds a bit like Notting Hill, but it's not. Um, That sort of ends up going on a bit. But it's it's really funny. It's relatable. It's quite sweet. Um, It was on BBC Three. And yeah, the new season's coming out soon. So I'm really excited about that, actually. That's I've got to say, BBC Three do have some. I good would little, probably uh, say watch that rather than watching Emily in Paris. That would be my more of a recommendation because of the Britishness. It's just a bit more relatable and just yeah, she's good vibes as well. I really like her. She's really funny. Interesting. Um, I am very much looking forward to a new series that's coming out with uh, starring Vicky McClure, uh, who is from. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? She is Line of Duty. I was just waiting for you yeah, to say it. Yeah, thank you. I, no, <laughs> you I had a complete faith, but... mind blank. Starring, starring Vicky McClure uh, from Line of Duty. It's a show called Trigger Point, um, which is coming out on the BBC, I think, at the end of this month. It'll be a new Sunday night drama. Okay, it, always up for that. It, it's a police procedural. Mm. I'm very excited. Can she stop playing um, police officers for a minute, do you reckon? Oh, she's a, she's an armed officer this yeah, time. She could just stop um, that. Be great. And, as a the background as a soldier, I believe. Uh, don't know anything about it apart from the fact that she keeps posting some really cool looking screenshots, and she's very excited about it on Instagram. So, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I like a Sunday night uh, uh, drama. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, I do recommend if you've not seen the first season, uh, Rick Stein's Cornwall. Uh, second season's currently out. Very much enjoying that. Less cooking this time, though. More just traveling. Not more. A lot more talking about when he used to run a nightclub in Cornwall. No one cares, Rick. I, I mean, this is a Rick Stan household. We I love Rick. love Rick. Same. If it's on TV, I'm watching it. Rick, Rick Stein's Massively. Great Weekend, Rick Stein in France, Rick Stein in India, Rick Stein through Turkey, Rick Stein going to Mexico. Just sign me up for all of it. Wherever he is, I'm in for it. Yeah, if Rick's I'm there, down for it. He's I'm always there. good. Yep. I stand the Stein. Um, <laughs> I, yes! I too stand the Stein. <laughs> very good. Uh-huh. Very and good. On that delightfully, very, uh, you know, down, young, hip with the kids uh, note of standing the Stein, uh, I think that is the end of the delight that is something old and something new for you, first episode of 2022. Yes. Um, we will be back uh, soon with uh, some more something old something yes, new more and of these. in the mi- <laughs> more of these more of this craziness uh in the meantime you'll be able to listen in to the lads do 60 minutes to midnight worst of netflix will be back 
Gaz and John watching the Zero Blue films on Netflix so that you don't have to. How many times have I said that, that I've got that cadence down? It's a good catchphrase. So you don't have to. Good tagline. To. Um, and I hope that soon we'll have a new episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Yes. Where did we leave that? In 2021. Yes. It'll be back. But don't what, worry. What was we'll the bring film? it back. I can't even remember. Uh, no, me neither. Sits in the vaults, the vaults of last year. So um, it'd be a mystery both to us and to you what the next episode of How the Fuck You've Not Seen That is. Um, but if you do enjoy all of this nonsense in your ears, then please do follow us on social media. We are Fan Critical on Facebook, at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, and at Fan underscore Critical on Instagram. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can message us there or you can send us an email, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much, Lucy, for bringing me Little Women and Emily in Paris. I'm just here for the women this week. Unlike me. Give the ladies. I'm here. Um, and my very violent two choices, which is <laughs> yes. uh, very akin to just who I am as a person, <laughs> Peaky Blinders and a thriller of James Nesbitt. Uh, we have been Emma and Lucy doing something old, something new, and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.